Welcome back to another episode live from the Mobile Dojo. We're here. It's Monday. We got a great episode for you guys. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify. And that's the YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Um, but uh, my, oh my, was it a weekend of sports. What a weekend it was. What a weekend. I mean, incredible. We had a couple of game sevens. We had a couple of crazy eliminations. We had the first game of the Nuggets series. But before we get into all that, how how was your weekend, man? Uh, weekend was <clears throat> weekend was solid. Uh, crazy crazy games this weekend. A lot of fun to watch. Got to hang out with the boys. Uh, it was Nick's birthday, so we went down to Dallas. Went out, had a good time. Got away out of the house for a bit. Um, but yeah, no crazy weekend in sports and betting wise. Uh, I cannot believe the Kraken actually pulled that shit off last night. Can't believe the Panthers pulled off what they pulled off last night as well. Uh, Warriors clap show against the Kings. I mean, game seven, they just weren't ready for it. Um, just all around crazy weekend. And dude, I saw, I saw a post that was actually pretty cool about Steph Curry. I don't know if you saw that post, but they were saying that he gave like for the first time in probably months or they're saying even the first time all year, I actually did like a pre, uh, it was like a pregame speech. In the locker room uh, after Game Six, apparently he said, "If you're if like anyone's gonna have the attitude of basically, he was basically like, if anyone's bitching, don't show up to Game Seven. He was like, if you're bitching right now, don't show up to Game Seven. And then before Game Seven, he apparently like had this whole like speech and was like, listen, I'm showing up today, whatever. And then drop fifty. So I mean, like, you want to talk about one of the most iconic, like calling your shots after Game Six? He was like, if you're bitching, don't show up to Game Seven. And then he shows up in Game Seven and drop fifty. So got it. Soared over his 32 and a half uh, point line, the Super Goats on Sunday. Took it with Fox points, though. Dude had 16. Dude, come yeah, on. I know. I know. And I saw this dumb. I thought I saw this dumbass post on on social media too. I wanted to ask you about it because it kind of it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But it was like Warrior fans right now after beating a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 15 years, and yeah. it was like the Pat Beverly in the Timberwolves thing. And I was like, that's how we're gonna treat this Kings team. Yeah. There's no way that's how we're treating this Kings team. That's just sorry-ass, like, warrior hater fans, you know? There's a group of Yeah, them. no. And uh, I feel like the, the Kings are one of the best teams in the playoffs, I felt like. They're just trying to find ways to discredit Steph Curry and the Warriors still winning, you know? I mean, despite the fact the Kings were, what, a top three seed in the West? Yeah, right? they were the three seed. Yeah. I mean, just trying to find ways to discredit the win, even though – it, the Kings are a good team. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be relevant for years to come. If they can keep this core. Oh hell yeah, dude! And and finally, our least favorite team got sent home in classic fashion. The Grizzlies got their dicks punched off. <laughs> dude, the Lakers. Uh, first of all, I did say like before playoffs started, I like the Lakers to win this whole thing. I still do. I think they have a you great. You did say that. You did say that. They have a great road uh, to the finals if they can, you know overcome this hump of the Warriors. It's going to be a hell of a series with LeBron and Curry. I think that's what we all wanted. All wanted that. Um, I think it was you that tweeted it. You don't. You didn't think the league was going to, you know, not make a LeBron-Curry round happen, right? I mean, of course that was going to fucking happen, bro. I mean, it reeked of it. I didn't tweet that, but it, that was a good tweet. Someone did. Someone Because it that reeked was- of that, dude. Um, I mean, yeah, but the Lakers, here's my thing, dude. They look, they look great. And then they look terrible. They look great, then they look terrible. And, you know, I think that's just the nature of sports as well. 
the one thing that like if they don't if Anthony Davis doesn't dominate Kevon Looney, now I looked at Kevon Looney's stats, and you know, if you watch the last couple games, Kevon Looney's been dominant. It's been a totally different Kevon Looney than the Looney we saw during the regular season or even Looney we've seen in years past. Grubbing he's board. grubbing on the rebounds of he's grubbing every single rebound, it seems like. He's playing really great defense. He's he's bringing a good presence in the interior that, you know, the Warriors have really never had a dominant center from, you know, when this whole dynasty started. But you got like yeah. Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. was like the guy. <laughs> like Andrew he was Bogut. the guy. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Bogut. <laughs> but I think if Anthony Davis doesn't dominate Kevon Looney, I don't see how the Lakers beat beat the Warriors in seven. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely going to be a key factor in this series. I'm so hyped to watch it. LeBron, Curry, this should be, I mean, Father Time and LeBron are battling head to head, but this should be <laughs> the last, like, meaningful, probably the most meaningful, but the last most meaningful series between the two. Yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, I think it's time to have the conversation that Steph Curry is the best point guard to ever play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't really think it's close anymore. No. To no. go into Sacramento. With the beam on the line and drop 50 in elimination game is insane. Because if the Warriors lose that game, there's conversations about the dethroning of the dynasty. You know, oh my God, where to go from here? Is it over? But now, you know, even after this series happens with LeBron, like you still can't count the Warriors out next year, you know? And I almost feel like the conversation of dethroning we need to have is. Just game six, Clay. Oh, I bet. I fucking bet, man. I mean, that was an all-time, like, every other post was Clay Clay in game six, and it's like LeBron getting ready. It's like Clay in game six. It's like all the stats. We come out pivotal game six in in the Bay. Such bait, man. As someone (laughs) – I take it personally. As someone who is personally victimized by game six Clay in my childhood – um, mm. In game, in literal game six, three one on the line. Uh, Thunder were up in the series, and Clay literally fucking ruined my childhood and my TV because I threw the <laughs> remote at it. Uh, no way! Oh yeah, dude, that was actually I'll never ever ever forget that night ever. Um, and so all that whole day, I just was kept getting flashbacks of that night because every time I go on Twitter, man, it was game six, Clay over twenty three and a half. Are you locking it? And then, you know, everyone's fucking got it. So, of course, I put it in the fucking Super Goats. Uh, and he got hooked. So, they lost because I had minus 300 ML in a Bozo pack. And he mm. got hooked. So, that was just a rough mm. one. But to come out the way they looked in game seven was that. I just want you to know you said you were getting, you get, you got flashbacks all day like you were a war veteran. <laughs> PTSD. Like that, but, that whole day I was getting flashbacks. I mean, he ruined, he set the thunder back years, man. How did you break the TV? You just decided to throw. I remember the game. But you just were like, you know what? I'm just going to vlog. There are two instances where TVs were broken. One of them was a regular season game. It was the Curry bang against the Thunder where Mike, Bre- Mike Breen's done like four or five double bangs. One of them was that one with Curry where he shot like full court and beat the Thunder in a regular season primetime, super important game. That one just stung. Like that one hurt so bad. But the one with Clay, game six. We're up fat. We just collapsed. Clay goes the fuck off in the second half. I mean, the Warriors have caused me some serious pain over the years. But it's good. I'm glad to see, you know, the matchup that we're getting with LeBron and Steph. It's going to be electric. 
And dude, I saw I saw someone was interviewing Russell Westbrook, and they were saying to him, "Do you look when you look back at that Harden Durant Thunder team? Do you ever think about you know the lack of success you guys had, or do you have any regrets of the lack of success you guys had? You know, not bringing home a championship or whatever." And it was one of the first times I ever saw Russell Westbrook like not combative with the media, probably because yeah. they weren't being complete assholes. But he was like, you know, I don't really think about it right now. But he said, when I when I retire, I'll probably think back, and there will be a little bit of regret we didn't get anything done with that team. Because when dude, when you look back now, like Harden was in his prime, dropping sixty on the Rockets. KD is still unconscious in every single basketball game he plays in, and Westbrook. You know, I I can admit I was definitely a little bit of a hater this year, but. Westbrook on the Clippers, I mean, it, it, he was almost like back to his prime a little bit, the way yeah. they unlocked him and let him play the game. So it's like when you look at those three and the fact that they're on separate teams now, it's like, man, like y'all really didn't get one. You all, you really didn't get one done. Yeah, I know, dude. It's absolute pain. I mean, the, the circumstances that kept occurring year after year with that team, you know, Westbrook tears his meniscus mm-hmm. and then we lose Steven Adams. And then, you know, there's so many fucking things. Serge Ibaka's knee uh, gave out, like, midway through the postseason. It was always something every year. Um, so it was, you know, unforeseen, unfortunate circumstances that definitely occurred. But they were also so young, dude. They were all, so like, young, 23, dude. 24, man. Like, I'm trying to pull up this draft right now because I know Harden was, like, the third overall pick in that draft, and Curry was, like, the seventh. But, dude, there's some absolute – bots who got drafted uh before, in harden's year before uh curry gets drafted look clippers number one overall blake griffin number two overall hashim the beat <laughs> i remember this draft i remember this draft Thabit, who ended up on the thunder somehow i forget hashim how. the dream uh third overall james harden Great fourth pick. overall tyreek evans he was he was wet for a minute he was wet he was uh, on the Kings. Yeah, drafted by Sacramento. Um, Minnesota with the fifth pick. Listen to this just absolute botch job by by Minnesota here with the five and six pick. Five, Ricky Rubio. So, like, at the time, <laughs> he's probably, you know, a phenom. And then six, Johnny Flynn. <laughs> and then, you know, who was, dra- who was drafted after Johnny Flynn? Was it uh, Steph? Steph Curry. <laughs> Insane. What are we doing drafting Ricky Rubio then, that early, dude? And then Jordan Hill goes to New York. Ouch. DeMar DeRozan goes to Toronto. Uh, Brandon Jennings to Milwaukee. That's the top 10 in 2009. Wow, that's crazy. But I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember. So <clears throat> Johnny Flynn that year played for Syracuse, and they would call him the magician. And, you know, I grew up a Big East fan, and Syracuse was still in the Big East at that point. And it, there was, like, solid game tape to be like, all right, Johnny Flynn should be a lottery pick or Johnny Flynn should be a top 10 pick. But when you look back and it's like, you could have had Steph Curry in it's Minnesota. So tough to look back. Uh, but also, Pat why Bev, are we drafting back-to-back point guards in Minnesota? Did you know Pat Bev was drafted by the Lakers? No. I didn't know that either. And he was the 42nd pick. I thought he went overseas, too. Um, I love looking he back at old drafts. Old drafts are fucking nuts, dude. You know what's classic? If you look back at the, um, I mean, obviously at the time, I mean, I always said it, so fuck them. But at the time, if you look at that Ben Simmons draft, the players 
like in that three year span where the Sixers were like Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, and whoever, if you look at the spots that they picked at and the guys that they missed out on, I know, it's like insane. Philadelphia is a rad piss at drafting, dude. Dude, I can't believe Anthony Bennett that one year was so whack. <laughs> like at a UNLV, I remember watching that draft and being like, who? I know. That draft was. As a college so basketball cool. guy, I literally went, wait, who? That draft was so botted. Bennett, Oladipo, Porter Jr., Zeller, Len, Noel, Macklemore. That's an awful. Caldwell Pope, Trey Burke, CJ McCollum, and uh, Michael Carter Williams, Stephen Adams. What a botted draft. Yo, there was no winners in that draft. The 15th, <laughs> there was no- with the 15th overall pick in 2013, this draft is uh, Giannis onto the Kumpo, to the box. Wow. Yeah. You look at all the Alex Len, huh? Alex, Anthony Bennett, Alex Len, dude, Zeller, Nerlens Noel. Dude, that's awful. I remember Nerlens Noel was supposed to be like the guy coming out of Kentucky. Guy. He was supposed to be crazy, crazy. The guy. But speaking of the guy, dude, I watched both games. Um, obviously, been you know trying to get into it more so with, uh, with, with hockey. Still kind of a casual. Don't really know what's going on most of the time. I know it's going on like 90% of the time, but you know, there's a couple of times where I don't really get plays i don't even know if they run plays it just kind of seems like they pass around then someone fucking rips a shot um but speaking of the guy dude the kraken and the panthers are them dude it was like so low low key very predictable i don't know what it was uh but every time the bruins were minus 230 or more in that series they lost and i saw the opening line um before that game and the fact that they're at home where they're playing worse right now um, I was like, dude, the Bruins, I'm done with them. I'm done with them. So I followed you. I took Panthers plus one and a half, but I I was not ready to buy into the Kraken. I thought the Kraken were, you know, done, honestly. We went to game seven. Abs won like 4-1 on the road. Going back to Colorado in a game seven with McKinnon pissed. McCarr back pissed. That I cannot believe that game ended the way it did, bro. Yeah, so I had I had um, Panthers plus one and a half, and then I had Kraken money line. The only reason I took Kraken money line is because, you know, the conversation we had on the couch a couple times about this Kraken team—they're just like a team, and they go out and I forget what you said their motto was, but I I just by, I loved it by committee. Yeah, by committee. And I started sitting there, dude, and I was thinking, this, the Kraken and Panther. The reason why I took both the Kraken and Panthers was because they had no pressure on them. There was yeah. no pressure in these game sevens for these teams. And whenever you're playing with no pressure, like I was waiting, I was waiting all day. Like there's got to be some articles come out where, you know, someone puts a, a just even a, a like a fishing weight on those teams to be like, they got to win this game. They could win this game. It was, this is going to be the biggest loss in Boston sports history if the Bruins don't win. Yeah. And if the Avs get upset by the crack and this is going to be a complete failure of a season. And I just sat there and I went, you're telling me that two teams that have been pretty much outplaying the better team for the entire series are coming into game sevens with zero weight on their shoulders. Like no one's even talking about them being frisky. The whole conversation is basically the Bruins have now the weight of the entire sports world on their shoulders because this will be the worst loss in Boston history. And the Avs are coming and going, there's no way you're about to get upset by the Kraken. This whole season's a failure if you lose the Kraken. Exactly. And I just went, you know what, fuck it, dude. Give me the money line, give me plus one and a half. Like, Let's ride, dude. So that that's why I took it because you're getting two teams that are playing frisky as hell with no pressure. 
Exactly. Just go out and play. Just go out and play hockey. Let's see what happens. And I was like, I'd like the Kraken to win outright more than I did the Panthers. And the minute that Panther game started, they I knew they were going to win that game. I can't believe. Even though Bruins. you go to overtime, like it just felt like it, dude. The Boston never felt like it was theirs. I know. Even when they like they had the lead with three, four minutes left in the game, you know, mm-hmm. I just felt the fluke shit coming. I cannot believe they were fifty seconds away from moving on, getting past this bump. And uh dude, they fucking just put one in the back of the net. And I knew, I knew I should have absolutely thrown the house because I knew when that went to OT. The Panthers were still plus chicken in overtime, which was shocking. I thought it'd for sure be a pick. I mean, they were like plus one forty. No Bruins way, like, it was yeah, that minus much. One, I didn't. Minus, I didn't look at the live line. Yeah, it kept popping up on the screen with like little DraftKings bug. Um, but I was just so confident. Texting my boy Leafs fans, trying to figure out who the Leafs are going to play next. I'm like, dude, I am so confident that the Panthers are about to da- put the dagger in Boston right now. He's like, nah, I already put five hundred on the Bruins live, man. Like they get lucky in OT. I'm like. Just watch. Literally two minutes later, <laughs> he texts me. Ah. I'm like, dude, we're going, we're going to fucking Toronto. Dude, and speaking of, yeah, I was about to say, the Leafs advance. I know, dude. Insane. I'm so and I happy. felt like I was the only one on Twitter with the Leafs. I'm so happy for him, dude. Fuck the lightning, to, man. To close the series out in Tampa Bay, I feel like that's, a, you know, especially what we talked about, how they haven't advanced since, you know, we learned how to walk <laughs> as a franchise. No, 2004, um, dude. What like what a great way to get one. Yeah. So going into Tampa and just saying, you know, we're advancing. Like we're advancing. So that. So that. And then dude, this guy on the Kraken last night, uh Oliver Oliver Bjorkstrand. Busted, dude. I haven't seen a dude more dialed in a game. I mean, of course McKinnon's fucking dialed every game and he has seven SOGs. This guy hit the post last night four times and scored two goals on top of that. So he had like seven uh scoring opportunities himself i mean he was and that's like the thing with the crack and it's like next man up whoever's dialed in you know it's gonna be dialed in and they're gonna take over and it's been like seven different guys the entire series that stepped up for the crack no yeah dude ollie was on one dude yeah, he, he was fucking dialed in man like going crazy and dude you know what's crazy about um about those games too is i had carter verhage sogs yeah i saw um, that partnered with Steph and I think I, I think I have my days correct that it was, was I had Carter Verhage yeah dude it was a smack pack but but Carter Verhage got his last SOG in overtime that goal yeah dude. Sure, dude that's insane yeah that's what I'm saying like I was sitting there like there's no way I'm about to get pushed here like yeah. Curry dropped a 50 ball Carter you can't just put a couple pucks on that you can't just put a couple bucks on that. And then we get to overtime, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's fucking huge. Dude, imagine. And I had the Panthers plus one and a half. I should have just taken both money lines. I'm not scared of plus chicken anymore. I've, I'm stopping. I'm not scared of it anymore. Dude, especially in the playoffs, man. Like, like the fact that I put minus 300 Warriors ML in a playoff game in a Bozo pack, I'm not doing it anymore. I felt like the dumbest Bozo ever sitting there, minus 300 in the playoffs. It was, it, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm not, I, like, for real, I'll take the points over the minus 300 ML again. Like, there's no reason why I should lay that much juice with the Warriors in a playoff game when I could have took to just plus nine and a half. And, you know, I would, like, it's going to be a close game. It's fucking playoffs. And this guy's sitting here after I complete a sweep, after <laughs> he's got a minus 300 Warriors bozo pack lose and comments, shit platter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shit platter, bro. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm 
You're hot. You're I back. went three days in a row this weekend, clean sweep. You're back. They kind of back, dude. You're kind of back. Um, but yeah, we had some crazy ass, crazy ass stuff go down. The Heat went into Madison Square Garden, dude, and did something I never expected. Gonna be totally honest with you, I slept through the beginning of the Knicks game, wow. or else I would have been on the Knicks minus six. Hold on, uh, my laptop's about to die. Let me plug it in. I was on the Knicks minus six, and right out of the gates, it looked great. Thought things were going well. They looked that they were keeping the tempo, the pace of the game very high. They controlled it. They were hitting their shots. Heat really weren't getting their shots to fall. They were up like eleven. MSG was rocking after the first. I'm like, rocking. oh, I'm so bricked right now. There's definitely always minus six for the Knicks, man. And then I don't even know what the fuck happened, dude. They just collapsed. And it was like a weird collapse too, because I was watching that second half, but. Like, is Jimmy really going to do this, bro? Is he really going to take this Heat team to the conference finals? Like, is he really going to do this shit? Dude, he's he's him. He's him. No, he's him. But, like, is he really about to do this, dude? Like, is it really good? Because I, I literally cannot bring myself to bet on this Heat team. If he doesn't drop 40 or 30, I have no faith in this Heat team. But is he really about to do this for an entire playoffs? Dude, they had this over under at 30 points, and I was certain there was no way he was getting 30. That's just so high. I've never seen Jimmy Butler at 30 over under for a line. He soared under, but they still found a way to win. And that's going to be the difference for this Miami Heat team is if they can take the load off Jimmy, get other guys going, hitting their shots. I mean, it's going to be tough for the Knicks, especially without Randall. I mean, I still think the Knicks win this series. I think it's going to be an absolute battle. I think the Heat took game one. I bet the Knicks take. And by the way, I am have been horrendous with these predictions. But I think the Heat took game one. I think the Knicks take game two, a bounce back game, going to Miami, take game three. Miami wins game four. And now we're tied up going to New York. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think I don't think this series becomes a blowout either way in terms of, yeah. you know, a 4-1 or a 4-2. I just think the Heat have been here before. They have guys you know, who were in the bubble in that finals. They've, they have experience. The Knicks are still really young. I think the Heat actually win the series. I want the Knicks to win. You think the uh, Heat are going to win the series? I, think I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, to go into MSG game one after beating the Bucs, man, they just look good. They look good. I, I can't stop fading them. Or I got to stop fading them, bro, because I keep losing coin. Same, bro, but it's such an easy team to fade on paper. I know. Yeah, you're telling really. me, like, yeah, I got to rely on Caleb Williams to beat me? Or not even, not even Caleb Williams. What is his name? Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You're telling me Caleb Martin's going to beat me or Duncan Robinson off the bench? <laughs> That's who's beat me? That's who's going to take my money? I know. Good bit. Sounds good at the time. And then you're sitting there at half down 12 and you're like, fuck. Literally, though. <laughs> um, but we got, we got some crazy matchups. So, obviously, you know, we do have Warriors-Lakers. We've got Heat-Knicks. We're going to get the Celtics-Sixers first game. I think that's today, right? Monday? Celtics-Sixers and uh, Suns-Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the Suns-Nuggets a little bit. What do you think of game one? Because I took Nuggets money line. The entire world was in my DMs calling me an idiot, saying, why don't you just take the plus three and a half? And I said, I think I said it to you as well. I saw someone post about it on Twitter, and I was just like, whenever this line comes out, I'm putting my house on the Nuggets. But it was the Sun starters have been playing 40 minutes a game in the playoffs. And now they got to go up to altitude 
and try to play 40 minutes against the Nuggets. Like I put my house on Nuggets money line. I didn't trust the three though. I'm a pussy, but I, I put my house on the money line. Cause I was like, you know what? I felt good about it. I was like, either way, the Nuggets are going to outlast them in game one, at least in game one, at least I don't know what's going to happen in game two. I don't know what I'm going to do in game two, but game one, I was like, this is a certified nuke. Yep. And it was certainly was. Don, uh, how do you feel about it? that's kind of your team? The Nuggets. I know. I mean, it was, it looked exactly like how I expected it to go. Um, out, you were spot on with the altitude in game one. I, I was with you the entire way on game one going with the Nuggies. Uh, I think it's going to be Nuggets in six. I really do. I think, again, they're just so deep. So the Phoenix's lack of depth is going to be a huge issue. You got, you know, Durant is on the tail end of his prime. Um, you know, I did. I took his over assist in that game thinking, you know, it was going to be similar to the last series where they were just doubling Durant and he would, you know, dish it off to Booker or some shit. And he had he had a couple games in that last series where he had 10-plus assists. He had no assists. None. Not a single assist in that game. <laughs> shit wager. Um, but shit wager. I didn't get a chance to watch that game in full, but I saw a stat that said, you know, it was the – Largest loss for the Suns in franchise history when shooting over 50%, which shows that they're making their shots, but they're just not on defense. They can't they can't D up. And that's just being a step step behind with that altitude, you know, being behind the nuggets. Uh, and I might I might be I might I might be getting behind you a little bit because it does kind of feel like the nuggets are that team that can never get over the hump. This feels like a Nugget team that's going to get over the hump because of one guy, and it's Jamal Murray. For real, if he keeps playing like he's playing and not having Jokic just have the ball in his hands the entire game, it's it's going to be over. And there's just nobody on the Suns, by the way, that matches up well with him. Like, I don't trust Chris Paul to guard him. I don't trust Devin Booker to guard him. Like, there's nobody on the Suns that if Jamal Murray plays this series and just comes out the way he did in game one, obviously he's probably not going to have the exact same performance, but if he's as dominant as he was in game one, I really don't trust anyone on the Suns night in, night out to stop him. Yeah. So I think this, the Nuggets take care of the Suns in this series, but I think where the challenge will come for them is whoever they have to face in the Western Conference Finals. You know, with the with the Lakers and Warriors, whoever they play in there, they both match up well against Denver, and they both yeah. got guys, you know, with experience that have been in the finals before, whereas Denver, I don't think anyone has been in a final game uh, on that Denver side, probably maybe one players. or two, but I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't. Um, but it. that's where that's where shit's gonna get real. But I don't see this the Nuggets selling this series. I think they get it done in six, and I'm gonna have to go with the War or the Lakers in that other series as well. So I think it's gonna be Nuggets, the Lakers, Nuggets, Lakers, and I have Nuggets in seven going to the finals. Nuggets in seven against the Lakers. Yeah. I think the Warriors would really struggle against Jokic, and I think we're going to see if they can handle kind of that all-star caliber center um, coming up here with Anthony Davis. But I think if it was Warriors-Nuggets, I think the Warriors would seriously struggle to handle Jokic with, you know, Kevon Looney and Draymond Green basically having to guard him. Um, but no, I agree. I think it's going to be Nuggets. I just, I got to see game one of Lakers Warriors first. Because there's obviously no one on the Lakers that, you know, I would say can really put the clamps on Steph Curry. Um, It depends how Jordan Poole is playing because he's been playing very, very bad. Um, But when they went on that run last year and won it all, he was was the guy. Um, 
But yeah, I would, I I want to go Warriors almost because it feels like everyone's going to be on the Lakers to advance. But this Warriors team just beat a way better Sacramento team than I think the Grizzlies are. So I think the Warriors are a little bit more battle tested coming in now. Yeah. Um, but I think I would go Warriors Nuggets, and then on the other side, I would go Celtics Knicks. Dude, hopefully the Celtics don't sell like the goddamn Bruins just did. <laughs> but no one's talking about the Sixers, which makes me a little worried about my Celtics take. With no no Embiid either, which is a little sauce. Yeah, super sauce. Minus dude. ten is the spread tonight in Game One. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, if Boston, like, when are we gonna? But when are we gonna be the guys that just go? You know what? Money. I'll take, take- ten points in the playoffs. <laughs> For real. You know, uh, when the Heat are plus 12 and I think about taking the Bucks, but I don't, and then the Heat went out, right? Like, don't you just want to sit there with a Sixers plus 10 ticket being like, I might be pretty smart. <laughs> Not to shift gears, but I want to shift gears real fast. We got a game seven tonight. Mm. Devils, Rangers. Mm. What's the vibe going into game seven for your team? I haven't tweeted about them until the games have been over as a rule. I haven't made a video about it as a rule. And I haven't put any money on the Devils as a rule. Ever since game one and two, where I took them both, made videos, tweeted about it, and they got their shit smacked. So since that moment, I've tried to be as quiet as possible about the Devils, but I love it. We're going to the Prudential Center. I wish I could have been there, dude. I was almost thinking about flying home today. Like this weekend, once they lost, I was texting Shelly. I was like, do we just want to go and stay at my buddies and just be at some bars in New Jersey just in case? Because they're going. Oh, my buddy and his friends already have like reservations at like three bars, dude, just in really? case. He's like, they're going to one bar, and then he was like, we have a table at this other bar. If they win, just in case we want to change bars. But he was like, the whole like Hoboken, the whole city is getting ready to go out. Like I'm sure everyone in New York is getting ready to go out. Um, which is actually really funny. I have a buddy in Hoboken, a buddy in New York, and you know the one buddy in New York doesn't watch any sports whatsoever. But he was like, "Yeah, all my friends are getting ready to go, like go to bars tonight." And my buddy in Hoboken is like, "All my friends are getting ready to go for the bars tonight." But it's like Rangers Devils. It's like so <laughs> funny that they're going to be rooting against each other. Um, but no, dude, I feel good about it, dude. The Prudential Center gets rocking. Um, I think. I, I think I think I knew it was going to go seven. I didn't think we were going to win game six in the garden with it on the line. I feel like that's when you're going to see like that, that Rangers core come out and be like, all right, guys, we're not, we're not about to knock out to seven games with this devil's team, but dude, we're hard to match up against when we're skating and playing our game. And as long as we do that in game seven, I don't know. I love us. I do too. I do too. It's such a good matchup. You got, you got a team on the Rangers where it's, you know, a bunch of vets, really, really, really great squad. Uh, Amazing goalie, just veteran dogs. Whereas with the Devils, you just have like young bucks, kind of the new faces of the league. They're probably faster, probably better than the Rangers, but uh, but not much experience, you know? So it's just a great matchup. Devils are minus 120. It's going to be a fucking electric game. Dope atmosphere. Wish we could be there. Uh, I'm definitely going to be rooting for the Devils. I don't know about my money being on them or not, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. And I feel like we haven't, like, obviously been talked about a little bit. We haven't talked about Schmid. Yeah. What a coach job. Just what being like, Vanacek, you're done, man. And Schmid comes in just a wall. Yeah. Just a wall, dude. Like, what a coaching job. Like, that's why I love, like, I this is why I love the playoffs. And, you know, you, you realize why, like, I feel like a lot of the times, 
when you're watching sports, especially basketball, you'd be like, the head coach doesn't matter. Like LeBron coaches himself, like Steph Curry coaches himself. Steve Kerr's not going to move the needle. Yeah. But when when little changes like bringing Draymond off the bench, replacing your starting goalie the entire year for, I think, what is Schmidt in his third year, second year for a second year guy to change something up, and he comes out and like completely changes the series. If Vanacek is in that, I'm not going to lie. I think we get swept for nothing. I really don't think we get a game back on the Rangers. But stuff like that is what gets me excited about sports, man. That's why I just love it. Like, Schmid comes in, gets a chance, iron wall, let's try to go on a run now. Like, that kind of stuff is what I just absolutely love about sports. But what, what do you, how do you feel about this game seven? It feels like you were going to say you might like the Rangers. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm all devils. I'm rooting for him. I love Jack Hughes. He's, he's just him. a great player to watch. I've been a fan of him since, honestly, since he came into the league and my hockey friends, you know, told me about him and, they bet on him every fucking game. I'm like, who's this Jack Hughes guy? Watched him all year. I'm like, okay, Jack Hughes is fucking him. He's going to be <coughs> – He's. I mean, the faces of the NHL, dude, are – like the league is in really good hands. You got – Such Mc, good hands. You got McDavid, by the way. Oilers moving on. Pretty hype. Uh, Huge. You it was always the Kings plus one and a half, though. <laughs> sweating that out. There's nothing more fun than sweating out of bed at the bar. Now I see why. No, dude, it's the best. It's the best. It's It's a good time. You got to and I was sitting there. Maybe I'll maybe I'll send the videos to the guy if I if I still have it for for an edit. But we Trent and I were sitting at this rooftop bar, um, and I had the Kings plus one and a half. Pulled their goalie, so now we're skating. They're down one. We're skating, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I literally had my head pressed in Trent's shoulder with a minute left in the game. I was like, "I have Kings plus one and a half. I can't watch." Just like, tell me what's going on. And Trent's watching the game. He's like, "You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good." Uh oh, you might not be good. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. And we were sitting there, like, just like I'm dying in his shoulder, like, please, 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 because it was the last like one of my parlays. I was like, please, 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 please. And Trent's like, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, clap bomb wide. You're good. You're good. He was like, three, two, one, cashes. And I was like, let's go. Uh, yeah, that was electric, dude. It's crazy how like the Panthers just won in overtime in Game Seven yesterday. Mm-hmm. And they're lacing them up tomorrow to go game one in Toronto. And that shit starts right away. Immediate, crazy. Immediate turnaround. Uh, game one tomorrow in Toronto. Leafs are minus 150. Panthers plus 130. The Panthers might get their tits blown off. Uh, dude, honestly, I'm a little worried because uh, Fruity said it best. He was like, honestly, he was all in on the Panthers, all serious. He was, we all laughed at him. He said... He took the over in games in that series. So it was like over five and a half. And he took Panthers plus one and a half, two and a half, and to win the series before the series started. And we were like, bro, that's just that's a fucking down up. Those are shit wagers. Um, and he was like, honestly, bro, as a as a guy who's rooting for the Leafs, you should be rooting for the Bruins to win this game. Because I think the the Leafs have a better shot of being the Bruins than they do the Panthers. And Honestly, I kind of agree with it now after watching a full series of Bruins Panthers. The Panthers all year were electric. They've got they've put up a lot of goals. They have so many puck rippers, dude. Uh, obviously, the Bruins are the best team arguably ever to play a season. Which but dude, the Panthers just have so many weapons. And every time these Panthers play the Leafs, the score is like six to five. And the over six and a half. But I'm telling you, dude, the games that are gonna go over, it's probably I'd say there's probably two, one or two games that don't go over. The rest are going to soar over. And I soar. think this, this series goes 
seven games, and I'm praying the Leafs are on the right side of it. right you side. You go seven. seven. Yeah, I do. It's wow. not going to be. It's not going to be uh, a sweep job, or it's it's not going to be handled. So the Panthers aren't a Cinderella story that got lucky. They're they, here. I mean, they're 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 here. They definitely deserve to be here. Uh, they underperformed, you know, a lot during the regular season with a bunch of sell jobs, but. They're a lot better than their record shows and what their seed shows. I mean, they just went out and beat the fucking Boston Bruins, arguably the best team ever. Uh, but, I mean, they got guys, dude, and they got grinders. I mean, Kachuk is a grinder. Kachuk's a goat. <laughs> they got Barkov. They got so dude, they got so many guys, man. So many guys. Uh, we're just going to need the Leafs to dial the fuck in. You're going to like, actually dial in. Dial in. Like, one time, let's dial. Dial. Please, dude. Please. And no, then, dude, um, cracking a game seven last night, quick turnaround games tomorrow, 830 in Dallas, which I'm going to try and go to. I don't know who I like in that series. I'll be honest. I, I kind of like the Kraken. I don't think the stars are for real. I'm in a, I'm com- conflicted here because my, my girlfriend and her whole family, they're from Seattle. They're, they love the Kraken. Her whole city loves the Kraken. And uh, I kind of adopted fandom for the Kraken to start this season. Went and bought some merch and shit when I was in Seattle a couple months ago. And now they're playing our hometown team, Dallas. Um, and I know my girlfriend's going to want to be going to this game as a Kraken fan. And I've been kind of shitting on the stars all year. But the Kraken <laughs> have been stealing my coin. These are two coin stealers going head to head. No, li- literally two coin stealers. Yeah. So I don't know what to think about this series. But I definitely want to catch either game one or two here in Dallas. Um, and then Wednesday, we got, I totally forgot about this series, fucking VGK and Edmonton. Uh, oh, I forgot a, about Jack Eichel plays Connor McDavid in the playoffs. That's sick. Sick. It's going to be sick. So that game. one and a, two. That game's a pick em. Literally, <clears throat> just go ahead and flip a coin, take your best shot. But it starts in yeah, Vegas. I don't know. I might take that over. Over six and a half. Those are the two overs, the two highest overs Panthers, Leafs, Oilers, Knights are both six and a half. And then, Kraken stars is five and a half. Rangers Devils is five and a half. Wow. Yeah. But it's crazy. Uh, dude, my girlfriend, I believe, was the only one in our little bracket, NHL playoff bracket, that had the Kraken mm-hmm. beating the Avs. She picked it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, dude. I was, I was, Let's she, go. She was making it. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you do that? Like, that's not just, you're just going to lose. And I'm, I'm pretty sure she was the only one out of a couple hundred people. Now she's sitting there, genius. Yeah. <laughs> Literal <laughs> genie. A genie in a bottle. Um, all right, I want to wrap the show up with Common W and the Cake Report uh, to start the week. The Common W, um, you know, hopefully people are starting to catch on a little bit. It's something that went right either in your personal life or your betting life uh, this past weekend. I'll start it off, Common W, Nick's birthday. It was so much fun going out with everybody. We finally got everybody out. We obviously missed uh, a little Chelly. Um, but it was so much fun having it, having everybody out and being out in Dallas, going to a couple of rooftops and just botting around, dude. I feel like that was just like an all time night. I had so much fun. Definitely was like my favorite night of the weekend, but it was just so great to have like everybody out, be like sweating a couple of bets here and there and then just be drinking with everyone doing shots. And I thought it was a great time. No, it was a great time. Definitely got to definitely got to make it out more often for sure. Uh, working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> Because we had a like subtly sneaky, we have a like real fun group when everyone comes out. For sure, for sure. Like when everyone gets in their bag, I thought it was a super super fun time. But yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend. That was definitely my common W was Nick's birthday. Just being out with everybody, I loved it. 
Common W, I would say the Toronto Maple Leafs winning their first series since 2004. Absolutely electric. Wish I could have been in Toronto for that. We'll be making a sneak trip to Toronto for this next series, uh, which I'm so hyped about. But uh, it's it's super exciting to have a, a futures bet on a team that's still in it and having it be the Leafs, even more electric. So Common W, Leafs, move on. Let's fucking go, boys. Dude, let's go. You're going to the six. That's on one of my that's one of my bucket list um Dude, trips. I want to go. I want to make it during the summer at some point. Um Dude, you know, I just day, I'm a big a big Drake guy. There's a day game, day Blue Jays game on the same day as like a Leafs night game. So we're trying to double dip that. Wow. Yeah. You gotta tell me how that is. You gotta tell me what the city's like. I've always wanted to go to Toronto. Dude, um, and see the little so I forget what they call it, but that that little spire with the, the thing with the, the the needle. They call it the needle. I don't know what they call it. Is that in Toronto? Yeah. What know. do you mean is that in Toronto? <laughs> it's on the goddamn Views album cover. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. I want to go to the city and see that city so bad. I, I grew up such a little Drake fan. Um, no, but that's going to be sick. dude. You got to tell me how that goes. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the cake report. I don't know if we have Nick on mic um, to get his comment over your cake report, but we'll go to the cake report. Cake report is something that you know didn't necessarily go your way betting or personal life-wise. Um, I'll start off with the cake report. I just don't know when to quit on certain things, people. You know, I just don't know when to quit. That's all I'll say. What? That's your. I let people back in very easy. I don't know when to quit. I don't know when to cut it off. Yeah. So I'll say the cake report. You know, I just, I just never know when to stop. Okay. Interesting. Don't want to go into details. I assume. Not too, not too deep, but it's like you know, someone that I probably. You know, just I feel like there's I just never know when to be like, you know what? Yeah. That last time was the last time we should hang out. <laughs> you know? No, I feel you. I feel you. Uh common L. Common L. Huh? It was kind well, of a great weekend, so it was hard to find one. I know it is. Um I would say I, I definitely overhyped myself talking about how good I was at bowling came out and looked like absolute shit. And then I bat and then I, I countered that with an even worse round of golf yesterday. Uh, oh yeah. So we didn't get to talk about golf. I wanted to ask you about that. Did not play a great round of golf. Had a couple legacy drives, but dude, my short game is ass, bro. It sucks. Mm. Um, so, so bowling golf, got it, got to hit the links, got to hit the, the lanes a few more times before I keep talking shit, but common L I sucked at both of them. <laughs> I, I sucked at both, man. Um, no, yeah. I mean, the, the bowling thing was hysterical because you were like, dude, I'm looking forward to bowling because I, I put some spin on the ball. <laughs> yeah. First two bowls, gutter. <laughs> just drowning in the gutter. Quite literally. Not that I was any better. I had the lowest score like out of both games. Because <laughs> Dave just be throwing that motherfucker hard as shit so he'll get like a couple strikes. Yeah. I'm just not good. <laughs> but I never claimed to be a bowler. I'm not a bowler. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, but it was fun. It was a good weekend. But yeah, uh, this has been another episode of TFM Bets. Uh, we'll see you guys here again on Wednesday. By Wednesday, we'll have you, we'll know if the Devils are advancing and all that good stuff. We'll have more stuff to talk about. But um, yeah, this has been another another great little Monday recap of the weekend going into the games tonight. Hopefully, you know, New Jersey gets it done. But Trent, tell them where they can find you. You can follow me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Book It with Trent, and follow the Twitch channel. Uh, at Pocket Sports and tune into the surgical stream every weekday at 2 p or 1 p.m. Central.
And you can find me ever Mikey over, except on Instagram, it's michael.j.overs. Make sure uh, you like and subscribe to the pod and share with a friend. You can get anywhere you get podcasts. Again, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the YouTube channel. And we will see you here again Wednesday. Be seeing. Appreciate you guys.